0: Welcome to each and every one of you. This is Robert Rogers. I'm the founder of Parkinson's Recovery in 2004. Parkinson's Recovery is dedicated to providing information, support, and resources to individuals currently experiencing neurological challenges, as well as, of course, their family members. The focus of my research has been to identify and document a wide range of natural options that are helping people get relief from whatever symptoms they might currently be experiencing. It's been quite a fascinating journey for me, personally speaking, as a researcher. Just as a heads up too, if you look at the other kind of programs or services or websites that are available that have anything to say about Parkinson's, typically they have some kind of funding support, uh, perhaps from the pharmaceutical industry or from other sources. And, of course, those particular websites have to support whoever is funding them. Well, I just want everyone to know, no one funds me. (laughs) There's nobody out there that provides any kind of ongoing support. I do this in order to be independent so I can be clear uh, about what it is that I might have to offer to you. Now, some of what I'll be discussing today is also going to constitute an actual recent update to the 2018 update that I released just a couple of months ago, the update to Road to Recovery from Parkinson's Disease, the rather large encyclopedia where I have documented the many different factors that cause Parkinson's and the many different therapies that address those causes. A lot's been happening the last couple of months, so what I've done is, in preparing my response to your questions, I will also be updating you on several of the therapies that I have documented in that specific book. What I'll be doing as I respond to the various questions that have been answered is I will refer to an interview that is available on replay on the Parkinson's Recovery page. I'll give you the date, and all you need to know is you'll simply need to go to the page that I have, again, linked here in these notes, blogtalkradio.com, Parkinson's Recovery, and you'll have to scroll down because some of these interviews were conducted about a year or even longer You'll find the date and you'll be able to literally just listen to the actual full-fledged interview that I conducted. So that will give you more information about any of the kinds of therapies that I've uh, discussed. The 2000 and Update book uh, is also a book that basically describes in great detail many of these new, exciting inventions and therapies that are helping people. So what we'll do today is not only will I answer the questions that have been submitted, but I want to also update you on the recent scoop on these wonderful therapies. First question comes from Heather. From all the people you have interviewed and met, how many of them have reversed their symptoms such as John Coleman did? John Coleman suffered some pretty Serious debilitating conditions that were neurological in nature. He had several diagnoses of Parkinson's disease back in the mid 90s. John Coleman is now a naturopath doctor. He helps other people reverse their own Parkinson's symptoms. John, I think, is a true pioneer in the sense that in my research, he is the first person we have been able to document who is successful in reversing his symptoms. So this question says, okay, I know about John because we've interviewed him on the radio show several times. How many other people are there? Now, I want to say in just a general response, Heather, that there are many individuals that I have found have succeeded. But in terms of actual evidence, first of all, what I can report to you is I conduct an annual survey, and I'll be putting out a little notice here in the next few weeks. It's a holiday survey where I ask my audience members, tell me, compared to last holiday season, have you been feeling better, about the same, or worse? And once the person answers, I then say, could you please list any therapies that have been useful in helping you to reverse your symptoms? And then in an actual radio show interview that I will uh, conduct, I will report the results of that survey and also actually list what each person reports. Our last survey from last holiday season, we had about 400 respondents. Here were the results one third of the respondents said they were better, one third said they were about the same, and one third said they were worse. Now, this obviously contradicts what it happens to be the common theme that you hear repeated over and over, oh, this condition is degenerative. Well, it's actually not true. Now, I want to say, Heather, in your question, it sounds like what you really want is to know the individuals that are totally and completely healthy, no problems whatsoever. And I just want to sidestep that question a bit and say, I personally don't really know Anyone who is occupying a body, and I believe that pretty much constitutes all of us, who has no symptomatic challenges whatsoever, everyone wakes up in the morning sometimes absolutely exhausted, everybody is not having a good night's sleep, some people have allergic reactions, i've noticed that particularly a lot of young people here in washington have awful rashes some of them have some pretty awful neurological symptoms lots of shaking in their hands etc cetera, etc cetera. so if i look around i see lots of people who have some symptomatic challenges so i don't think anybody really escapes having some particular challenges and of course everybody can empathize with the challenge of depression every once in a while we get depressed sometimes for good reason So I think my response is to say that I have documented in radio show interviews of the 250 radio show replay interviews that are available to everyone listening to this program and every member who is a part of Parkinson's recovery, 75 of these interviews are with individuals who have been diagnosed with Parkinson's disease and who are reporting what they did to reverse those symptoms. Now, some of the people that I've interviewed are symptom-free. They have no symptoms whatsoever. And some of them still have some symptoms, but what you're going to hear is they're really not showstoppers for them. They're on with their life they basically have lots of energy and they are doing in their life what it is that they really want to do. When a person agrees to be a guest on the radio show, they have a story to tell. You're going to discover as you begin to listen to some of those interviews that the stories are all quite different. Now, these interviews go back all the way to 2008. So we basically have 10 years of stories for you to listen to. So in the end, I think what your question is really asking is more of a thought form that you are carrying deep, deep down inside. And that thought form is, well, gosh, I doubt it's going to be very possible for me at all to be able to see some sustained relief from my symptoms. My answer is not true. Many, many people have been very successful. Now, I just reported there are 75 individuals who have I've interviewed on the radio show Keep in mind there's a far, far greater number of individuals that I have talked with personally who basically have reported wonderful success with being able to reverse their symptoms to one extent or another, but they don't want to be interviewed on the radio show for lots of different reasons. You know, some people are really well-known. Some people just don't want to reveal the fact that they have a diagnosis. Some people have jobs. They don't want their employer to discover. Anyway, there's lots of reasons why people are hesitant to agree to be a guest on the radio show, but we do have seventy five who have you can listen to their stories and you 'll basically discover my goodness gracious it 's quite incredible, even in the last year i 've had a number of quite amazing interviews with individuals who've been truly successful and have wonderful suggestions so If there's anything I would recommend to those of you who are listening to this Q&A program today, start listening to Parkinson's Recovery Radio. Next question comes from Linda. Is there a therapy that helps with voice strength and volume and breathing? At times I also have difficulty slurring words and I speak slower. I think LDN and NeuroGamma have helped. Now, NeuroGamma is a Veolite device that's a photobiomodulation therapy that we documented in an actual interview that we conducted during uh, the very last part of last year. It's called Veolite, and you'll see on the main page there, there's a link to the interview with the inventor of the NeuroGamma device, who is Dr. Lou Lim. They're actually located in Toronto, Canada. Now, just as a follow-up, a little additional explanation about this photobiomodulation device, or what's called the NeuroGamma device. The company uh, told me just this morning that they have now invented, or I should say Dr. Lim, the inventor, has now come up with a new brand new device. It's called X Plus, and it specifically targets the frontal lobe or the cerebellum. And apparently, uh, they are very hopeful uh, that this will, like the NeuroGamma device, will prove to be very useful for individuals. What evidence do we have for this? Well, none. It's just actually been created and invented. It's not for sale yet. They tell me it will be another month they are working on instructions and, of course, the production of the unit. The good news is that this new device, again, it's called the X Plus, is going to cost uh, uh, actually quite a bit less than the Neural Gamma. They said approximately $700 will be the actual cost. And like the Neural Gamma, they are offering an 80% refund if returned within a six-month period, which is a wonderful, wonderful offer. So the risk of uh, trying this out is pretty minimal. Now, a final little comment that I might want to make for you, Linda, and for others listening is the new X-Plus device can be used in conjunction with the NeuroGamma device. They can be used together, or the X-Plus device can be used Separately. Sounds like you've had some great success with the neurogramma. That's wonderful news. And also, uh, for those of you who may not know what LDN is, it has to be prescribed by a medical doctor. It's called a low-dose naltrexone, and it basically tricks the immune system into basically becoming much healthier. Do I know... The final part of the question says of other therapies i could add that could help now first of all in terms of voice the interesting therapy that seems to work for pretty much everyone is to force yourself to speak loudly it's going to feel like you're shouting when you talk well shout to everyone now when people hear you they're not going to hear you shouting. They'll probably just hear you talking at a normal volume. So it will be a bit unusual for you to begin to literally shout when you talk. That tends to open up the fifth chakra, which is with voice difficulties, it has happens to be clogged up, so to speak, energetically. So speak very, very loudly. I think... Uh, Just as a matter of speculation, and Linda, as I think you know, I'm not a medical doctor. I'm not equipped to diagnose anything. Only a medical doctor can do that. But based on your symptoms, I would speculate that the issue for you really winds up being toxins. So the best kind of an approach for you, in my opinion, speaking as a researcher, would be to focus on getting those bad toxins out of your body. So by the questions you ask, I think you're probably thinking, well, what else could I add into my body? Well, I think it's about time for you to begin to think about getting the bad stuff out. Now, in terms of a couple of therapies that could be considered to do this that really are at the core of all healing, the first therapy is one that sends oxygen to the cells. It's called an electromagnetic pulse field therapy. Now, there are a lot of those kind of therapies that have sort of emerged out in the marketplace. The one that I think is the gold standard, the one that I think is worth getting is called the Beamer, B-E-M-E-R. And the idea here is that if I'm right and if toxins are an issue for you, What the beamer does is it opens up the access of all of the blood through the tiny, tiny little capillaries in the body. So we know about veins, we know about arteries. Those basically transport about 26% of the flow of blood in the body. Now get this, 74%, I mean we're talking about three-fourths of the circulation has to pass through these tiny, tiny, tiny little capillaries. We're talking about the size of little passageways that are far, 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 far less than the diameter of a hair. The beamer opens up the flow of those passageways, and so what's the benefit for the kind of symptoms that you are experiencing? Well, I would predict that the benefit might be that you're going to be able to see a removal of the waste that has been deposited in the trillions of cells in your body. Now, just remember, the waste, the toxins get basically lodged in the cells. Now, how are they going to get out if there's no circulation there? So this particular method, this technology, enables the body to be able to send the blood up to these cells and remove the waste material it also, of course, also is able to nourish the cells and rejuvenate the cells as well. Now, the other uh, update, for those of you that have been reading the 2000 update uh, to Road to Recovery about this particular option, about this particular therapy, is that just this last week, the Beamer uh, company just announced that they have financing that is available. So the downside to the Beamer is that the cost is uh, for the, what's called Beamer Pro is $6,000. Now, that's a lot of money. And so what you'll discover is that they have a financing option now that's very reasonable and that can spread the payments over six months or a year or even two years, which means that the monthly payments are really very minimal. The advantage of this particular technology is everybody in the family can use it. And the reason I would love to see more and more people have experience with the Beamer is They have a sleep program in this particular Beamer Pro technology, which means that you lie down on a mat when you're sleeping. It's not hot. It's not uncomfortable. And the sleep program turns on this technology for two hours at the beginning of sleep. It then turns it off, and then it turns it back on the last two hours of sleep, sending you down into that REM stage of sleep, How are you going to be able to repair cells? How are you going to be able to remove the waste products? Well, sleep is the key. So one possibility that I would suggest you might investigate further is this Beamer, B-E-M-E-R, and I've got the date here listed on the page with information on the radio show interviews. That's February the 19th, 2018. Now, the second idea that you've uh, you've asked about, Linda, would be that it, it's possible that another therapy that could provide some wonderful support is a therapy that was documented in two interviews on the radio show recently, one with Dr. Rollins on October the 17th. This is, of course, 2018. And the other interview was the Inventor, the researcher, the investigator, Dr. McAnally, and that interview was September the 13th, 2018. Now, the idea behind their research and their discoveries, which, by the way, is revolutionary. They're the only ones that are doing this anywhere in the globe, is the following, and I find this really incredible. What Dr. McAnally basically has discovered is that the genetic makeup of the foods that our body needs to be able to rejuvenate and regenerate cells and to get rid of the dead cells is oftentimes not available to us. I was startled by that because the puzzle I have had now working as a researcher for 14 years is to try to figure out why is it that we don't have hundreds of thousands of individuals who have fully and completely reversed their symptoms. And I think one of the reasons may be, although people are eating healthy, organic diets, although they're being very good about avoiding processed foods, about GMOs, about foods that have toxins, the fact is that they're still not able to have access to some of the fundamental genetic makeup of foods that are critical and necessary to be able to, again, rejuvenate and regenerate cells. Dr. Rollins, in that interview, explains in greater detail what is known as apoptosis, probably one of the most frequently researched topics now by researchers in 2018. So, Linda, I would just say, speaking out of the box, so to speak, in terms of what you might consider, I think these might, Basically, be at the core of what might provide foundational healing for the symptoms that you currently experience. Next question comes from Michael. Hi, Robert. I was wondering how people, generally speaking, are taking their CBD oil. I take it by putting three or four drops under my tongue, three or Four times a day. Just curious as to what others are doing, or if there is a prescribed way of taking it. Thanks, Michael. So actually, the answer, Michael, is that from what people have told me who are taking CBD, there are many, many different experiences because the actual dose is going to be a function of two factors. The first is the actual milligram count of the CBD oil that you have acquired. So if you are taking a CBD oil that has 1,500 milligrams rather than 500, you can take obviously less. The second big, big issue that I have been really concerned about now for three or four years is that there are a large number of companies out there that are selling CBD oil. They're all over the place. And, of course, some of them are competing on price. You know, we've got a better price than everybody else. Well, as it turns out, in some actual samples that have been drawn, a number of these companies, not all of them, but a number of these companies say that they are selling you a CBD oil that has 500 milligrams in the bottle. But when they actually do tests, The bottle only contains 20 milligrams or 30 or even 40. It's like it doesn't really have what it is that they say it's supposed to have. So I really took years, literally, to search around trying to figure out, well, what is a reliable source of CBD oil? It's uh, been a hot market because there are so many people that find that it does provide relief from whatever symptoms they might be experiencing, so lots of companies are jumping into the market. But what's really a a high-quality, reliable source? And so I did finally find one, actually thanks to a member of my listening uh, audience, John Reichert, who founded, who did his due diligence, and I did my own and found that, yep, I think this is the one that really works. So what I would say is, For those of you interested in CBD oil, if you've purchased some CBD oil from some source, you've tried it and didn't really do very much, well, one possibility is that it really did not have much CBD in the oil at all. Now, another little development for the company that I found that I can, with some confidence, recommend, it's called C-T-F-O, and there's a in a radio show interview about this very specific company on July the 19th, 2018, is that they, as it turns out, have just come out in the last couple of weeks with a water soluble CBD oil. It's called Pure Full Spectrum. It's brand new and I know some of you out there have been purchasing this uh, CTFO uh, oil and have had uh, some success with it, and some of you maybe not. I don't. I haven't heard anyone who's not. Uh, actually, I did hear from one person who didn't feel like it was doing for them what they needed, but it looks like it is really helping other people. So for those of you that are uh, getting this particular oil, what you're going to see on the page where they list these uh, choices The first choice is the pure full spectrum oil. And what apparently you can do if you want to continue purchasing is I would recommend you get the full pure full spectrum oil at 500 milligrams. You don't need to get the 1500 because the penetration of the pure full spectrum oil is like 10 or 15 or even 20 times. Actual, the actual oil that's not water-soluble. So the company has solved that problem, and they've created this new product. And, again, it's new. We don't have a lot of evidence on it. But as I understand it, it does penetrate significantly better. You can actually order less. The cost of the 500-milligram I just checked this morning was the same as the 1,500-milligram CBD, regular oil, that uh, everybody has been purchasing. But I'd switch, if I were you, over to this pure, full spectrum. I'd get only the 500 milligram and then realize that because it has such greater penetration, you should be able to be taking fewer drops. Now, the other comment that I want to make is you've been doing three or four drops under your tongue three or four times a day. Now, is that providing the relief that you are looking for? And if it is, great. If not, you'll need to increase the dosage that you're taking of what you've actually been actually taking. And then for the full uh, spectrum oil, it's pretty clear that you can take a whole lot less of that. And I'm thinking, or at least I'm hoping, we have no evidence for this at all, I'm hoping that people will be able to find that they need far fewer drops to be able to get sustained and significant relief. So, that's the new development from the company. The other, by the way, new development from this CTFO company, and again the interview of the actual company, was conducted on July the 19th, is that they are now shipping to Canada when we first aired the interview the uh, Canadian shipments had been blocked uh, for a short period of time, but that's now opened back up. Those of you who are listening from other countries, unfortunately, this particular company ships them to the USA residents, to Canadian residents, and several European countries, I believe Great Britain, Sweden, Ireland. Unfortunately, they don't ship to other countries yet. It takes quite a bit of qualifying to be able to illegally be able to ship this particular product to other countries. So if you live in other places, unfortunately, you'll have to find somebody either in the United States or Canada or in Europe, a friend, a family member who can order it, receive it, and then send it to you as a gift. So in my final answer to you, Michael, uh, what are other people taking? It varies significantly. And the difficulty with answering that is there are people out there that have CBD oil and it's really not the real deal. It's not really what it is that the company said it was. So we don't have a lot of really clean evidence to report back to you. I do know people are just taking lots of different drops depending on the concentration of the oil that they actually purchased. So we don't know and of course their bodies are going to respond differently as well. So it's not the kind of thing where the same number of drops are going to work for everyone. Your body is unique. Your body may only need a few drops, whereas another person may need quite a few. We do know that if you're going to purchase CBD oil and you're thinking, well, I don't want to spend a lot of money, I'll just get a you know 25 milligrams or 100 milligrams even if the bottle contains that, I can tell you right now, you're not going to see much result. That's what the research clearly shows. It's very limited on Parkinson's, but it's clear that if that's the concentration that you're expecting to get some results from, you're not going to uh, see very much uh, relief at all from whatever symptoms you're hoping to get relief from. And finally, the reason I think this company has integrity is, when you order your bottle, if you look at the bottom of the bottle, there is a lab report that reports a confirmation of the contents of the bottle. So if they say it's 500 milligrams, they have an independent lab that conducts an analysis of the batch. And so you'll be able to verify, well, they said it was 500 milligrams, and by George, that's what the lab report says. So I like the company because I think you know, they have integrity and their prices are the best I've seen anywhere uh, you know, in the marketplace. So that's your answer, I think, Michael, to that. Next question comes from John. You talk about the gloom and doom on the Internet, and I am finding it hard to know which sites are trustworthy. There appear to be so many purveyors of particular products who will present very scary versions of information about pharmaceutical products, et cetera, et cetera. Your good site deals with self-help, Can you recommend any which you believe present balanced, scientifically based, but not establishment captured information, particularly regarding levodopa and other medications, which my physicians might be recommending? Now, John, I have to tell you, I thought quite a bit about this question, and I have to give you my honest answer. Today, unlike 10 years ago, I have to tell you that I'm suspicious of pretty much everything everybody says. (laughs) I have to say, I hear something, and I think to myself, is that false news? Is somebody just making that up, or is that real? So I've been truly and genuinely frustrated. There are quite a few researchers out there that have incredible integrity, and there are quite a few researchers out there that do not. They basically fudge their data when the data don't support their results, they throw it out, et cetera, et cetera. And so they're being supported uh, as consultants with one company or another to be able to report their results. So even research these days I think is questionable. And so uh, I was a professor for 20 years at, at very large and prestigious universities, and I quit. I thought, look, there's just too much research out there that's being fabricated, And so I'm going to do research differently. And so what you've now heard in the early part of this Q&A program is I've conducted 255 or 60 actual interviews with experts, with people who are knowledgeable about various aspects of what it takes to reverse Parkinson's symptoms. Now, for those of you that are familiar with these interviews, I've really covered, I think, pretty much every imaginable specialty that is out there. People who do therapies like cranial sacral, Felden, Christ, Alexander, technique, energy, healing, medical doctors, naturopath doctors, psychiatrists, psychologists, you name it. People who are doing, I think, interesting, fascinating therapies and work of one nature or another to reduce stress, to release traumas. So in these interviews, I recruit a person, and they basically get on the radio show, and I ask them questions, and they answer those questions. In each of the radio show interviews, I think what you're going to discover is there's a takeaway suggestion for everyone. It's like, wow, that's a great idea. I can do that now, and it doesn't cost me anything. I think what you'll discover then is that for the guest on my radio show, some of them have a website or some of them have some service they provide. Let's say they're a medical professional and they have a clinic, or it may be that uh, they have just discovered a new probiotic or some kind of new therapy Perhaps a hydration therapy. Some of the interviews have been with developers of the aquas or the hydration therapies. And so some of them are specific to products. The interview about the CBD oil on the radio show is not an interview that basically looks at the science or the research behind CBD. It's one that really focuses on a very specific company that has the product. But most of my radio show interviews are with people who basically are talking about the science behind. Their work, their discovery, they are researchers or they're scientists or they're people who are practitioners that have seen a lot of individuals with Parkinson's disease, and they've got some recommendations of basically what you can do. Now, my response to your question is, why do all of these searches and land on these particular sites, and what you're going to read is the same paragraph on 80% of the sites that you go to. The paragraph is uh, extracted from sort of the same place, and it says, well, if you're diagnosed with Parkinson's disease, I'm sorry, but it's degenerative and progressive. Okay, so look, it's not true. There's lots of people who are discovering ways to reverse their symptoms. So I recommend, quite frankly, to stop Doing that, stop surf searching the internet. And if you're asking me, well, what are reliable sources? I think, in my personal opinion, to get a reliable source, listen to an interview with that particular person, whether they are a medical doctor or a naturopath or a healthcare practitioner of one type or another, whoever they are, they could be functional medicine or not, listen to what they have to say. So These are people, in my opinion, that have integrity, and their suggestions are being made with good intent. And so you can make a decision for yourself, okay, can I believe this or not? And I can assure you that I'm not making these people up. I mean, they're real people. Oftentimes at the end of the interview, they'll say, I'll ask them, well, how can people contact you? They give their email or their phone number or their website. They'll sometimes say, contact me through my website, and they do respond. So I think my suggestion is to basically get the recent scoop. If it's uh, interesting information about, let's say, medications, Uh, we have interviewed neurologists. We have interviewed medical doctors. Uh, the one kind of interesting show that specifically addressed uh, issues with levodopa was Dr. Constantini. He's an Italian medical doctor who had some rather interesting perspectives on levodopa. And in the 2018 update book, I actually summarize his recommendations that uh, basically have to do with uh, a extensive uh, supplement of B1 or thiamine. Now, John continues to ask, with the fasting recommendation, and John actually is following up on the giant leap for recovery course that we completed several weeks ago. And he says, I'm trying this. Does having a cup of tea in the morning when I wake up break the fast? And the answer that I have is no, it's primarily food. Now, I also want to uh, here add that in the issue of fasting, what we're talking about here is to facilitate and support ketones in the body. So one of the sections in the 2000 update book that I wrote is uh, keyed off of an interview that I did with Bill Curtis on December the 13th. 2017, now just about uh, uh, 10 months uh, ago. And Bill uh, is, has been now for a number of years collaborating with Dr. Veach, who is a National Institute of Health researcher. Dr. Veach, for his entire career, has been examining and studying ketones, which are the natural brain food. Now, as of two years ago, it was impossible to actually obtain a ketone ester. It just didn't exist. As it turns out, Dr. Veach, in collaboration with a university professor at the University of Oxford, supported by a, get this, U.S. Army grant of $10 million, were able to finally, after 20 or 25 years of research, figure out how a ketone ester, can be manufactured in a laboratory at a reasonable cost. Now, five years ago, it was possible to manufacture and produce a ketone ester, but the cost was, hold on to your seats, $1,000 a gram. That was exorbitant. Nobody could afford that. But now they've basically figured out how to produce an ester, and this is new, everyone. We're not talking about something that's been around a long time. This is a brand-new development. It's natural brain food. So our brain typically works on glucose. So we eat sugars, the body converts the sugars to glucose, and the glucose basically feeds our brain. Now, that's, I want to just describe an inefficient source of fuel for the brain. The ketones is the natural food. So the body naturally manufactures ketones. What John is referring to here is one of the recommendations that I have, one of the small steps in the Giant Leap for Recovery is to develop a fasting program, which we describe in some detail. Now, you fast, and you actually encourage the liver to produce ketones naturally. So we all have a certain amount of ketones in our body. Now, because you made reference to this in your note, This morning, John, I called Frank Losa, who is the CEO of the company that's producing the ketone ester, to get an update on whether or not they had any ester that was available and what he was willing to uh, provide to those of you who are interested in exploring this as a, a possible therapy. And what Frank basically said is, yes, he does have what he calls a trainer bottle of ketone ester that is for sale. Uh, I think there's a link to his website on the radio show page. Again, the ketone ester radio show page was aired on 12, the third, 12, 13, 2017. That particular bottle is called a trainer bottle, and it costs $300. Frank tells me that uh, if you purchase it there from his website, Uh, with the link uh, that is provided on the radio show page. Shipping is free, and he will throw in a free ketone meter, which is pretty cool, with uh, 10 strips. So you can actually check the degree of ketones in your body when you're feeling good. How many ketones do you have when you're feeling pretty exhausted? How many ketones do you have? So you can monitor the extent to which the ester can uh, provide a significant boost for you. So check out the interview with uh, Bill Curtis. Bill, again, had Parkinson's symptoms, and he's been using the ketone ester as uh, one of the vehicles for being able to help him provide relief from the symptoms that he experiences. John continues. He basically says, I'm paying attention to emotional, physical, mental, spiritual, and sexual aspects of my life. Wonderful. Wonderful. I have found very little out there about the positive use of sexual energy in Parkinson's healing, possibly because of the common sexual dysfunction and which apparently characterizes uh, some Parkinson's symptoms, but not my experience. Do you have any leads in this regard? Well, the best I've really got for you, John, is to realize that the uh, sexual activity really uh, enhances breathing and oxygen. In other words, you're oxygenating your cells. And so what you're doing with that activity is you're increasing the flow of energy and you're getting more oxygen to your cells. So uh, the more of that kind of activity, uh, the more that you're going to basically get the oxygen to the cells, which is obviously a fundamental mechanism of how we can heal from the inside out. Next question uh, comes from Peggy. Peggy says, I have a first-time appointment with a movement disorder specialist who is supposed to be wonderful and spends two hours with you on the initial visit, which is wonderful, of course. Most doctors uh, give you about 10 minutes. I am used to seeing doctors for about 15 minutes, right, so I'm trying to come up with a list of questions. Is there anything besides the obvious that I should bring up at the appointment? Well, I think the one key question that would be useful to you would be to ask the movement disorder specialist, what are the known nutrient depletions that are caused by whatever medications you are taking? Most people are really not aware that taking medicines can obviously provide benefits, which is why people take them. But unfortunately, over the long run, they can also cause and create some very significant depletions of basic fundamental nutrients. Some nutrients like the B vitamins, like D3, like CoQ10. So check with your movement specialist. Get a very specific list of what might be depleted as a result of the medications that you are taking. And Peggy continues, I am interested in finding out about vitamins like B1, thiamine, magnesium, that I have heard might be good for Parkinson's. Well, again, the reason is because the medicines create the depletions of those. As a side note, for magnesium, a lot of people take uh, supplements, but I think a better source of magnesium is the magnesium lotion. I acquire the lotion that we use and put it on my body every day, from Ancient Minerals. It's a company that has a very high-quality magnesium lotion. Some people like the oil. I prefer the lotion myself. Now, the other comment that I want to make to you, Peggy, is an important one. You're interested in vitamins like B1 and uh, other B vitamins, uh, and I'm sure you're thinking you need to supplement your diet, and I think that's what your doctor is going to probably recommend. What I want to say to you is, be very circumspect about where you acquire your supplements. There was a recent study by the Attorney General of New York about three years ago. What they did was they took samples of some of these basic uh, hormonal supplements and vitamins in the big box stores. I'm not going to mention any big box names, but you can know what I'm talking about. So there were about four or five of these large stores. And the researchers went into the stores, they purchased some basic uh, products, supplements, and they examined the extent to which what was in the bottle was consistent with what was advertised. So if it said 100 milligrams of St. John's, wort, were there 100 milligrams or not? The results were frightening, I just have to say. They basically came back and they found that uh, in many of these stores, you were lucky to get 5% of what was actually advertised on the bottle so I think the source of these vitamins oftentimes is truly problematic if you're looking to get the best price forget it I think you're probably just throwing the money down the drain and based on that research evidence I would be recommending that you find a reliable source of these particular uh, vitamins Uh, and that would be perhaps a high-quality compounding pharmacist uh, or perhaps even a high-quality health store, but I would not go to any of these uh, standard pharmacies or uh, big-box outlets, uh, given the research finding of the Attorney General of New York. Also, Peggy is asking, wondering if any specific foods have been found helpful. Well, I think what I can say about the research is there are certainly foods that are found to be not helpful, and those typically are the processed foods, the sugars, and the foods that have toxins. So one of the kinds of decisions that you can make in your life is stop eating the processed foods and only eat organic foods. Now, the other issue that clearly is uh, an issue for some people winds up being eating meat. Now, if you can get a source of meat uh, that the animal has not been inoculated with antibiotics or given hormones or growth hormones or toxic kind of exposures to all sorts of things. And so if they basically are living out in the wild, then I think the source of uh, eating meat is is excellent. But in general, the research evidence uh, now compiled over about 30 or 40 years from some outstanding researchers who've dedicated their life to asking what is it that promotes health and wellness for people in all countries across the globe, the research studies pretty clearly indicate that eating meat is not conducive to living a long, healthy life. And I think the reason really winds up being that a lot of the meat has many, many toxic contaminants. So in terms of specific foods, what I'm seeing is you're asking for what should you eat specifically, And in my answer, what I'm suggesting is I think what you should not eat is going to get you a lot farther than what you should eat. We talk uh, quite a bit about uh, foods in the very first step of uh, the Giant Leap for Recovery course, but the bottom line is different colors, organic, is going to always provide you with wonderful support. I also basically want to also repeat a little comment that I made in another question that was asked. The two interviews with Dr. Rollins and Dr. mcanally they're basically saying that you're saying what foods will be helpful. What they're saying is, well, even if you have an organic, high-quality diet with lots of you know, veggies, lots of nutrition, you're still not going to be able to get the foods that are necessary to rejuvenate and regenerate cells. So it may be that listening to those two interviews would give you some insights on the next steps that you uh, uh, basically might want to take. Barry now asks the following question. Hi, Rob. What to do when you are on your meds? Man, it is terrible help. Now, for that question, I emailed uh, Barry back, and I said, can you give me some more details. I, I, if I have a little more details, I'll know more specifically how to respond to your question. Are you having dyskinesias? Um, are your medications then causing more problems and helping? What's really going on? I'm not a medical doctor, so I can't help a lot with the specifics of the medicines, but maybe I can think through some other natural options that might help the penetration of the meds that you are taking. And then Barry responded back, thanks for taking the time. Just want to believe in something that is true and worthy. Me too, Barry. I just want to say, I get so tired of sort of hearing people, and I'm thinking, I don't think what they're saying is really valid. No time for phony, nor do I, and false beliefs, nor do I. Just want to be heard. Know, Barry, that you are heard. I believe you are trying to help folks with Parkinson's. I'm not just trying. I want to say... I am helping. We know we've had many, many documentations now of people who are really finding wonderful relief. Thanks for reaching out. You are very welcome, Barry. And the one thing without really knowing what your issue is, I think the one kind of comment that I want to make to you, Barry, is you might want to really listen a little care more carefully to the ketone Esther interview with Bill Curtis. In other words, again, to remind you, Bill Curtis has been diagnosed with Parkinson's. Bill takes four or five medicines, and Bill basically reports in that interview that given the kind of experimentations he has done with getting a good ketone fuel for his brain and also taking the ester, that he's been able to even, I think, reduce the medicines or certainly not increase the medicines. And he basically reported that for the most part he was uh, symptom-free, which I thought was quite remarkable. Uh, he's been taking medicines for a number of years. So I'd recommend, we'll listen to the, uh, interview that I did with uh, Bill Curtis. Again, he's in Washington, D.C. He's been collaborating with Dr. Veach now for a number of years. He's a wonderful resource and we'll be happy, I'm sure, to talk with you personally if you'd like to explore that as a particular option. I want to now look on the questions and answers page and see what kind of questions we might have, uh, uh, received here. And I want to read those questions and provide my off-the-cuff response. This one comes from Paul. I am a 59 years of age man, and I was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease approximately 15 years ago. I am currently taking Rytori three times daily for a total dose of 1,305 milligrams. Although I take Rytori and I had DBS, which is... uh, Uh, a a surgery performed in April of uh, 2006. I still feel tired, loss of balance, and my speech is sometimes garbled. My question is, why is the combination of my medicine and DBS not taking care of my symptoms? I had the impression that DBS would decrease the need for medication. In fact, my medication has increased. So, Just as a heads-up, Paul, remember I'm not a medical doctor, so when it comes to addressing questions of medicines and surgeries, I'm certainly not the go-to resource for you, nor am I qualified to speak to any of that. But stepping back and looking at the issues that you actually raise, it is true that the uh, deep brain stimulation surgery is typically done for individuals to help them reduce the dosage of medicines that they take. Apparently, that has not happened for you. DBS works beautifully for some and does not work beautifully for others. It sounds like, unfortunately, you fall into that other category. The way to think about what's really happening with that specific approach is it's all focused on dopamine, one among 40 different hormones in the body. So the idea is the reason you are experiencing symptoms is that your body is not producing a sufficient quantity of dopamine. And so what they're going to do is they're going to find other ways to stimulate that particular production. Now, again, I'm speaking here as a researcher. There's certainly no uh, effort to diagnose what's really going on with you, uh, Paul. But what I would say is, okay, you've done the best you could do with pursuing these options, these medical options of medicines and surgeries. And with good effort, with good intent, uh, you've seen if, in fact, they won't deliver on what it was that you would hope for and your doctor hoped for, and they haven't. I would say it's time now to step back and to ask the question, okay, maybe, Paul, dopamine is really not the key issue. So the question turns on asking, well, what really is causing the symptoms that you actually experience? What's really at play here? If it's not a question of a dopamine deficiency, then what's really going on? What we know about the factors that cause Parkinson's is they are truly multifaceted. So by what you've described here, you're attempting to suppress the symptoms with medicines and surgeries, And yet it may be that factors that are at play for you in your body are toxins. Research is compelling that toxins create the neurological symptoms that are associated with Parkinson's. So instead of thinking about doing something to your body or putting something in your body, It's possible that the way to begin to find some sustained relief from symptoms is to look at this in a very different way. And that is to say, all right, wait a minute, let's step back and let's figure out for ourselves what factors might be at play that are causing the symptoms that I actually experience. So if it's toxins, it's not a question of putting more stuff in your body. It's a question of getting the bad stuff out. So detoxing, and I don't mean detoxing quickly, I'm not talking about IV chelations, which by the way, from my research, typically can do more harm than good. I know a lot of people who realize, yeah, I've got toxins and I want them out now, they'll go and get a very aggressive IV chelation therapy and they wind up in the emergency room because the body really gets overloaded with trying to eliminate a lot of these noxious materials. Toxins is one possibility. There are other possible causes as well. There are infections. Now, that's why people who take LDN wind up finding relief from their symptoms. LDN enhances and strengthens the immune system. When the immune system is stronger, the body is better able to get rid of all of these nasty little parasites and microorganisms and bacterial infections and strep and staph and you name it that are creating a drain on your energy. So you don't have much energy. That means the mitochondria in your cells are compromised. And so what's really the reason for that? So if you're asking, well, why didn't these particular surgeries work? Well, remember that the evidence shows they don't work for everyone, so you, like everybody else, you obviously are taking a risk. And by the way, I want to say for natural therapies as well, it's the same story. It's not as if you can look at any of the natural therapies that I've documented in, for example, the 2018 update to Road to Recovery, and say to yourself, okay, I know all of these are 100% going to work for me. Which one do I want to choose? That's not going to be the case. What we've discovered is for all of these therapies, yes, they do work for some people, in some cases many people, but in every single natural therapy that I have now documented, they don't work for everyone. And the reason is because the cause is the primary issue. So if, in fact, your issue winds up being toxins, then the key next step for you is to realize, well, find a healthcare practitioner that can nurture your ability to detox the bad stuff out of your body. It may be that you are eating some foods that are you're allergic to or that are causing some terrible problems. So it could be a dietary issue. It could be You are exposed to electromagnetic pollution. It could be you have a smart meter on your electrical system. If you'll begin to look around, I'm suggesting, Paul, begin to look around and think outside the box. It may be that reducing exposure to certain toxins will really allow the DBS and the medications to work much more efficiently. What about the water that you're drinking? It's surprising. I've interviewed a number of individuals who have reported, yeah, I tried one therapy after another, year after year. I couldn't find anything that worked. And then finally I put a filter in my water system, and guess what? I'm so much better. So you never know where the toxic exposure might be. And finally, of course, the real issue behind symptoms that tend to be so problematic is anxiety and traumas that haven't been released So it could be that traumas are an issue that need to be released and resolved. There are lots of ways to be able to do that. And it could be that another kind of approach for you is to say, all right, what I'm going to do is instead of being so anxious about the fact that I've gotten all of these medical surgeries and these medicines and I'm still not well, maybe that being able to get that anxiety under control will really be uh, a big, big help in terms of being able to see these medications work much more efficiently. So that's the one question I've got from Paul. I hope that kind of insight was helpful. The basic uh, response I've got for you is it does happen to other people that these procedures don't work and of course for others uh, it does help. And then second of all, fine, then it's time to think about what's going on with you in a very different way and begin to really explore what might be the factors that are causing the symptoms that you actually experience. Once you have an idea of the primary factors that are causing the symptoms, then you can really make great progress in being able to see relief from your symptoms. And again, the idea here is you wanna be able to start reducing the dosage of medicines in in consultation with your doctor, and you wanna be able to begin to get some better result from your DBS surgery. Again, thanks so much for joining me. I'm Robert Rogers, founder of Parkinson's Recovery in 2004. We are, as a reminder, dedicated to providing support and resources to each and every individual who's currently experiencing neurological challenges. The emphasis that I place on my research is to find any and all natural approaches that enable the body to heal from the inside out. So how can we oxygenate ourselves? How can we get water to our cells? How can we be able to get the nutrition our body needs? How can we get a way to provide a rejuvenation, a regeneration of cells? In other words, healing at the core, which then addresses all sorts of other symptoms we might currently be experiencing. And I think I just want to say at the conclusion of this program that I am more excited this year than I have been in the last 14 years. There are some new developments, some new inventions, some new discoveries that are huge. They are absolutely huge in terms of making a big difference to individuals currently experiencing these symptoms. Uh, It's not my interest uh, to be able to uh, read all these testimonials that people send me about one therapy or another. Uh, but know that there are lots of wonderful options out there that are making a difference. Begin to listen to some of these interviews and decide for yourself which options you might want to pursue. So thanks so much for connecting in today. It's been an honor and a privilege, and that's what's happening here on the mopey shores of the Puget Sound where all the women are smart, all the men are handsome, and, of course, all of the children are truly loved. Know that by the simple virtue of the fact that you've connected into this Q&A program with Parkinson's Recovery and me as your host, that you indeed are journeying down the road to recovery in your own fashion, in your own way.